In today's show, we're looking ahead to Wednesday's action in the NBA. There are 10 games on. Streaming options as well. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Also, whatever your favorite team is, we've almost definitely got a Locked On podcast to help cover that team for you. What to watch for, for Wednesday. We've got 10 games on. We're going to do streamers for category leagues and points leagues as well. So let's get stuck straight in. First game up, Hornets and the Magic. I want to watch Miles Bridges, of course, because he's been dominating. I think that to a degree, he is able to keep this up. Maybe not at exactly this level, but Rogier is doubtful for this game. Um, PJ Washington is out again. He's going to get a lot of minutes. His efficiencies... Look, it hasn't been like he's shooting 70% from three and getting 30% usage and hitting 70% of his twos. Everything he's doing is pretty... 2%, 4% more than what he's doing last year. He's playing five extra minutes. The usage is up for sure. Uh, he's been awesome. He's been really, really good. And I want to watch Mason Plumley as well. With no PJ Washington, Plumley's going to get good minutes once more. Uh, we'll see what happens with Nick Richards as well. But Plumley, the free throws are a real problem. But everything else, I think, is pretty solid. Well, for the Magic, um, still, of course, no Isaac and no Chumarikiki and no Markel Fultz. We know that. But I want to watch Franz Wagner again. Wagner uh, has been really good in the starting lineup. I think he's going to stick. I think they're going to start him all year, to be honest. Uh, maybe when Isaac comes back, that'll change. But... Wagner's going to have a big role. And then Cole Anthony. Two big games in a row. One with some poor shooting, but two big games, especially big rebounding games. Him and Suggs, I assume, will continue to start in that backcourt. And let's see if he can maintain. He's a 12-team league guy for now, Cole Anthony. Let's see if he can maintain that value as we move forward. The Hawks and the Pelicans is the next game. DeAndre Hunter should return after that one-game absence due to an illness. Danilo Gallinari is still out with that shoulder problem. Um, with Reddish, that's, well, Reddish, that's who I want to watch. We know he's been really good to start this season. He's still not quite a top 100 fantasy player. Actually, I said Gal- Gallinari's out. I lied. He's actually questionable. Sorry, my, my mistake on that. Um, he's still not a top 100 player yet, Reddish. I'd like to see him get another 27 minutes here again, especially if Hunter plays, and maintain good shooting and good usage. I, I have my doubts. While for the... Or Clint Capella as well. He, that's who I don't want to watch for Atlanta. He struggled a little bit in the last game. Has had some really good performances, but hasn't really elevated. It might be a little bit of a buy-low window on Clint. For the Pelicans, I want to watch Devontae Graham, who's looked yeah, better. The field goal percentage the last couple of games has been higher. He's getting a lot of minutes with them being banged up. He's playing pretty well. So let's watch him. And Herb Jones. I expect Herb Jones starts if Josh the Hitman Hart doesn't go. We don't know about Hart yet. He's questionable. But I want to see... I just want to watch Jones. Can he be a regular enough contributor in defensive stats to have stream ability the same way that Matisse Thibel does? I know that Jones is a really good defender. He's actually a nothing on offense in terms of producing fantasy stats. But can he bring his good defense and turn it into really good defensive stats on the regular? I reckon that's a pretty key thing here. 
Let's go to the Pacers and the Raptors. I want to watch Malcolm Brogdon because he's playing out of his mind. Gigantic minutes. That's one of the big things that I'm watching for with him and Sabonis in particular. Do those minutes ever come down? Brogdon's shot attempts are up. His scoring is up. He's playing like 40 minutes a night. That is going to come down. And then I also want to watch Miles Turner. People are asking me if they should drop Miles Turner. The answer to that is no. But I would like for him to not be in foul trouble and for Rick Carlisle not to go to Gogo Badadze in the fourth quarter of a game when he's sitting there on the bench. Three shit games, one really good game for Turner. Let's hope we can turn it around and we don't get two fouls in the first minute like we got last game. Well, for the Raptors, Precious Achua, um, minutes and production just keep improving every game. He's going to start. There's no doubt about that. And he is a 12-team league guy if you can stomach the percentages. While Scotty Barnes, who is scoring at a much better rate than I expected, the, the finishing is nice. His free throws are still a problem and the lack of threes. He's also not getting any assists, but... I did have a look at his potential assist numbers, and his assist-to-potential assist ratio is very, very low. Right? He's, I think, averaging one assist per game and five potential assists per game. Now, every potential assist, if you get a 50-50 ratio, that's about normal. So maybe he could be getting three to four assists per game. So there is scope for that to come up. So I'd like to see how that looks in this, um, in this game to see whether we can get some assists coming in for Scott Barnes. Guys... We all, either us or someone we know in our family, you know someone who has an excessive sweating problem. It's not a good feeling. It's not a good thing at all. But with the new doctor-created, doctor-recommended formula at Sweatblock, that can be a thing of the past. You don't need to worry about, hey, what color shirt am I going to wear so people don't see those sweat stains under my arms? You don't need to worry about that with Sweatblock. Sweatblock has been around for over 10 years, and it just does the job. You get the wipes, you wipe them under your arm before you go to bed, you wake up the next morning, you wash, you go to school, you go to work, and you're covered for up to seven days. And it's not just for your armpits. You can use it on your chest, your back, your feet, your hands. Use it anywhere. And I mean actually anywhere. Absolutely anywhere. Anywhere that sweats. So whether it's for you or someone you care about, give them the sweat block. Get it for 20% off at sweatblock.com using the promo code Locked On or at Amazon or CVS. All right. Let's go on to the next game we're going to take a look at here. We're going to the Wizards and the Celtics. No Rui Hachimura again for Washington. So Kyle Kuzma will get another start. Pretty rough shooting night from Kuzma in the last game. He's going to have those games, but he's rebounding at a really high level. He's grabbing a ton of rebounds, and he does have at least short-term 12-team value. Whether that continues or not remains to be seen, but he does have that at this point. He's got enough of that value for you to stream him in and see what happens when Hachimura eventually does return. Kuzma might be able to play than Hachimura. That doesn't mean the Wizards will play him over him, but they could. And then Spencer Dinwiddie, who's been pretty, pretty up and down. We always worry about the, the percentages, the lack of steals, the lack of threes for him. He's had some good games. He's had some bad games. I'm encouraged with his three-point shooting this year, especially the volume on it, but I want to watch him in this game. While for the Celtics, Al Horford looks like he'll be back. He's listed as probable after missing last game with that quad issue. And if he is back... What does that mean for Dennis Schroeder? Because he started the last two games without either Jalen or without Al Horford. So if they're they're back, they're both starting, are we going to get Horford and Williams starting again? Schroeder, does he play 26 minutes or does he play 32 minutes coming off the bench? So watching how that all works is going to be really, really important, I think, for determining some future value there. The Heat and the Nets is the next game. Kyle Lowry, um, his passing's been great. His assists have been good. Defensive stats are fine. The shooting's been horrendous. He's clearly not a drop, but yeah, it hasn't been great. So let's see if he can get some shots to actually start to fall. While last game, PJ Tucker was marginalized and Markeith Morris got those minutes and Morris produced. So 
Will Spolstra go back to Tucker in a 29-minute role, or will it be a 21-minute role for Tucker and Morris pushes up? Just keep an eye on that for deeper leagues because it can have an impact. Well, for the Nets, one of the major things we want to watch for right across this day of action is James Harden because he has been disappointing. There's no doubt about that. The, mainly, yes, not getting to the free-throw line has been bad. He's also shooting sub-40% from the field. He's not hitting threes. He just can't hit any shots. He steals, his blocks, his rebounds, and his assists. They're all fine. He just cannot get scores. He's not getting to the line, and he cannot hit shots. And while the getting to the line may not change because of the emphasis and the rules, the shots should go in at some point, surely. They're well below where they need to be. And yeah, I do expect that to improve. Well, Nick Claxton, I think, will come off the bench once again. He played better in his bench role versus coming in with the starters. He can be at least like a 16-team league streamer for blocks, maybe even 14-team league uh, player in that scenario. The Lakers and the Thunder, this is a back-to-back for the Lakers. We don't know if LeBron's going to play. He missed Tuesday. He's questionable for Wednesday. Will they sit Anthony Davis on the back-to-back? Will they need Anthony Davis to play? They probably will. So let's see what Davis can produce while Carmelo Anthony, he is probably no more than a points and threes streamer, but if LeBron's out, maybe there is some value in Mello. For the um, for the Thunder, Darius Baisley, he's starting. He's continuing to start, um, but does that mean anything? No, in general not. He's an interesting points league streamer type, but can he get anything happening? He, I just want to watch him to see if there is any hope for him to be um, a solid NBA starter, and I don't think there is. And I always want to watch Josh Giddy, who, who I think is, we're starting to say he is an NBA caliber player. He is an NBA caliber starter. It is going to be rough in terms of shooting percentages, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. And I also want to watch yeah, the second game of Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Does he start again? Yeah, Favors was out on Tuesday, and Robinson Earl started. Do we, does he get another start? He's a guy that I talked about a lot in the preseason, saying, wait for later in the season. There's a chance he can start some games. I didn't expect it to happen in game three. Um, but it is going to be interesting to see what happens there. The Timberwolves and the Bucks, Jaden McDaniels. Good blocks and steals guy. Absolutely no usage whatsoever. Does all of the talk of Timberwolves practice and being selfish and all this sort of shit mean he gets more shots? I wouldn't be giving him more shots, to be honest. Towns and Russell and Edwards are the guys you want taking those shots, and Beasley. But let's see if that changes anything for McDaniels' value. And then on to Beasley, who did play 29 minutes last game, the most he's played all season. It was still terrible. He had five points in that game. Um, I don't believe that he's a must-hold player, but he is a streamable option. While we look at the Bucs, um, we know that there is the chance that Bobby Portis is returning, but Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez are both out. Portis and Ojale are both listed as probable. What does that mean for Pat Connaughton, who's producing value with everyone out? All right, so he's got some stream value, but you know, can he do anything solid when players return? And even Portis returning has an impact on him. And then Jordan Wara as well. I would have hoped that Wara could play a little bit more with Holiday out. He's sort of been stuck in the low 20s of minutes, which is fine for streaming for those 14 to 16 team leagues. And he's doing okay under that sort of situation. The Kings and the Suns, they're giving a lot of minutes to Davion Mitchell. He had a really good scoring last game. He gets some steals some game. He hasn't really put it all together yet for to be a, a real fantasy star or even a fantasy 12-team league guy, but let's cast our eyes towards him. More importantly, his minutes versus Buddy Heald as well. That's really key. And then Mo Harkless. I assume Mo Harkless will start. Is he a 20-minute starter? Does it push any higher? Has it any value in that in deeper leagues? I'm not sure. And then for the Suns, DeAndre Ayton, can we see some aggression from him? Can we see him do anything? Like we thought maybe there's improvement from last year. It's been worse than last year. Hashtag contract year. So let's see how his production goes. Can we see an improvement? And then with Cameron Payne out, Alfred Payton is the backup point guard. He put up good numbers in the blowout last time. So deeper leagues, you want to have a look at Payton as at least a stream option because there will be um, potentially some more minutes available for him. There's also more delicious built Bars at Bilt Bar. 
They're the best tasting protein bar ever. Whatever your favorite flavor, orange, strawberry, raspberry, mint brownie, cookies and cream, coconut, Built Bar has you covered. Also healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Built Bars are the best tasting and very healthy protein bars, and you can get them now for 15% off. Head to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you can save 15% off your Built Bars. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bar ever. Okay. Let's go on to the next game of the day. The Grizzlies and the Trailblazers. I'm always wanting to watch the wave pull D'Anthony Melton, who has had a red-hot start to the season. And people are starting to realize what I've seen in him for the last couple of years and how he can be just an impact player. I believe he's a must-roster player in fantasy right across the board. Whether that changes when Dylan Brooks comes back, I'm not 100% sure. But for now, let's watch what he can do. And then Ja Morant, who's killing it as a top 10 guy. His percentages are absolutely through the roof. He's hitting tons of threes, tons of twos. Uh, his steal rate is up as well. Can those things continue? That's a really key focus for me here. While for the Blazers, I want to see Damian Lillard. Can a shot go in for him? Is he going to look pained every time he moves on the court with this abdominal issue? Can he turn it around? Will his minutes go up? Will his usage go up? There's so many questions for Lillard. And then Bob Covington, who's been dreadful this season. He's still getting some defensive stats, but he's averaging like four points per game. He often does this to begin seasons. I'm not dropping him, but there's going to be a ton of panic around Covington. But you know, just understand that he does this, then he'll have a hot streak where he averages 14 points with two and a half steals and 1.8 blocks. That's just what he does. The Cavs and the Clippers, Lowry, Markinen. Well, he's going to start because Isaac Okoro is not likely to play. Okoro is doubtful with a hamstring injury, and that probably helps Colin Sexton as well, who's been uh, seeing his minutes reduced recently. And that's been in large part because they're playing Okoro at the two and Markinen at the three. Markinen is a fringe 12-team guy. He's more 14-team to me, but can you do anything to change my mind here? While for the Clippers, Paul George has been dominating. He's been eight steals last game. He's been excellent. So I just want to watch a dominating player and see what he can do. And then Eric Bledsoe, who shot the ball poorly last game, but bringing steals at a much higher level. His assists are nice. He remains a must-roster player. So how those two go will be interesting for me. In terms of nine-catch streams, I'm looking at Nick Batum. I'm looking at the Shark, Bruce Brown. Uh, I'm looking at your mate, Jay Crowder. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Grayson Allen, Kent Bazemore, Justin Holiday, Terrence Ross, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. For deeper leagues, these guys are rostered in under 10% of leagues. Brown, Crowder, Bazemore, and KCP, along with Cam Johnson, Patrick Beverly's a good stream. JaVale McGee, Johnny Conchar in Memphis. I hope he plays. And Ish Smith's a great, great stream. In fact, uh, Smith could probably be streamed in 12-teamers if you needed to, even though he did stink last game. While for points leagues, these guys are rostered in under 50% of Yahoo leagues. Franz Wagner, Terrence Mann, Lou Dort, Darius Baisley, Bruce Brown, Nick Batum, LaMarcus Aldridge, Terrence Ross, and Jay Crowder. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget, I'll be back later on with a recap of all of today's games. But subscribe to this channel. Give it a thumbs up and leave a comment down below. And then also follow me on... Uh, where am I going to follow me? Yeah, Odyssey. On the Odyssey app, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.